this is Michael Thompson once again, and welcome to this episode of Zen Mama and the Addict. Uh, thanks, Michael. And um, this week, Michael and I are going to share a, um, a recording we did a while back that's about the masculine and feminine and um, about boundary setting. And so I think um, a lot of you are going to be able to relate to it. It's one of our banters that um, I think you'll enjoy. But I also wanted to do this intro with Michael because he is starting his own podcast, which will be um, launching in August, August 4th. And I want um, you to share a little bit with the audience what your podcast is about, Michael. Thank you very much. And now that we have put it out there that I'm going to be launching this podcast called Meditating with Michael on August 4th, I actually have to do the work. So thank you for holding me accountable. <laughs> no uh, problem. Yeah. So, so the idea, the idea behind it uh, simply is uh, to do some interviews with people that are living their passion. And, and uh, the word metastate is a word I made up. And the definition I've just created for it is um, if you're metastating, you're actively pursuing your life's passion. It doesn't have to be the job you have, but it, it is an active um, practice to do, take what you love and find some way to incorporate it into your life. Um, I will be interviewing people that are literally doing what they love, which is a gift. Uh, One of the guys I interviewed, uh, Dean Corkum is a teacher has been teaching forever and he absolutely adores everything about it, which is great. Mm. And and people that um, have a job that allows them benefits and the financial freedom to incorporate what they really love into their lives. And then people that are just like, I don't know what I love. How do I find out what I love? Where do Mm. I go? How do I discover it? And everything in between. So um, I appreciate you, Mary, uh, helping me out with this actually, because, you know, when we started this, we were going to your podcast together and then we didn't take long for us to figure out we could do some of this work together like we're doing now but um we each have our own extra path that we're Mm -hmm. we're finding and it was a great uh impetus for me to get this going so thank you and i really doing this with you guys yeah thanks michael that's i mean i can't imagine how entertaining and informative that's going to be i'm really looking forward to listening to them so it's a combination of you sharing little tidbits or um your wisdom and knowledge and then interviewing people the episodes will will vary and you're going to do them once a week on on wednesdays is that what you're thinking yep that's all accurate i am going to do on wednesdays and i and you might even uh, catch me singing a song or two even though most people don't want to hear it. I think it might be just funny enough or you'll stick it out. <laughs> I can't wait. And so you, you'll be able to find Michael on Buzzsprout, Apple, Spotify, all the platforms. Plus, you will you have a link in your website to get to the yes. podcast, which yep. is metastating.com? Uh, metastate, metastate.us. Okay, cool. Yep. And we'll, we'll put those links in the show notes so you guys can find your way there. Um, and we'll keep mentioning and sharing that because I think um, there's a lot of you that are going to really enjoy this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I know I'm it's, going to, and so that's all that really matters. You're having fun and there. You found your, you know, your little passion and you're yes. kicking it forward. So that's awesome. So um, look for that, you guys. In the meantime, we'll get to this recording that we made a little bit ago. So let's get to the show. So, Michael, it's nice to be getting together with you again today. I'm yes, I'm excited to chat once again. 
Yeah, we have a few things on our agenda to talk to, about and to share with you all today, but it's been a little bit, so I thought we'd just catch up as to what we're both up to here at the end of May, almost June. We're perched at the end of May here in Vermont. Wow. Which I don't know about you, but I'm in, we've been pretty busy trying to get our garden in and just like, you know, everything's growing so fast. Especially the grass. Oh my goodness. Especially the grass. <laughs> oh my goodness. It rained and rained and then it just like grew yes. and grew. Yeah. Exploded. Yes. It's been well, nice. And then it was like 90 two days ago and now it's like 50 today. It feels like fall. It's been it weird, was, right? Graduation last week, it's uh, Thursday at UVM. It was almost 100 degrees on the field where they were graduating. Wicked. Unbelievable. Did they have to wear masks? Nope. They were all, no. all the chairs were, you know, they were all separated. separated. Nobody yeah, was that's good. To, no coughing or sneezing allowed. So they're good. Because <laughs> yeah, right. the masks when it's hot is like oh. awful, but luckily we're coming out of that and things are opening yeah. up. So I'm so grateful for that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And you've anyway. been, oh, go ahead. Yeah, well, our garden, same thing, your garden, our garden. Rebecca does outdid herself this year with the garden with the design oh, yeah. the, the, the design and the layout it's like artwork it's so it's just fun to look nice. at it it's, it's just dirt yeah right <laughs> i know right wait till stuff's growing yeah. that's fun i'm glad she had the energy for that because it can be so it can be such a creative outlet you know yeah. and of course you know nourishing at so many levels for us right, right. yeah food so from our fun. gardens to tables yeah yeah, I have um, my son Jesse's home this year and he's all about it. He started stuff inside, which I don't know about you, but I've just never had a lot of luck with. They tend to get spindly mm -hmm. and um, his are just the real, they're really little, <laughs> but they're alive and they're in the garden. I hope they make it. But anyway, so it's nice to have his energy around that. Good. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, what else have you been up to? Yeah, uh, what else? I'm always collecting fire. Either I'm burning wood or I'm getting wood. So I'm yeah. always collecting firewood. Um, and we're actually working on a couple of our outbuildings, continually working on them to try and get them ready for when people are, when it's safe to go outside and venture into the world uh, to come, you know, hang out and if they want to spend some time in the woods and things like that. Yeah. Um, so we're doing that, but I'm also taking courses and taking classes again and getting getting back into the old learning phase that I took a break from. Yeah, nice. Yeah. yeah, you Michael has a nice piece of property. You have a yurt and a cabin. We have a yurt there. and a cabin and we have two outhouses and we have a big platform I built to meditate on and sleep out into the stars and Yeah. So we've got a vision there. That'll be nice when you can offer that for people. Yes. Beautiful. It will be. That's going to come soon, though. I mean, things are opening up and you're you've got some nice momentum going. So I see that happening in the very near future for you. So that's exciting. It is exciting. Yeah. And you we were touching before we started. You're taking an Ayurveda course that you just started. So you're like not too far in the weeds about it. But it's pretty fascinating stuff, right? It, it is fascinating. And and just I'd like looking at things from different perspectives you know i've always kind of been health body oriented so i know you are too so understanding a different way of looking at how the body interacts this isn't just about food this is about a way of thinking about things and looking at things and deciding things and uh um and so using anyway. like the really wisdom of the body which we talked about a little bit but you know that's such a deep dive and 
And there is a lot of, we were going to talk a little bit about feminine and masculine energy today. And I mean, Ayurveda is very much about that. You know, it's yeah. Chinese medicine. It's about the properties of different herbs. It's about the properties of our bodies and what we are and the elements, fire, water, earth, air, you know, Yeah. and they're feminine and masculine. And we all have some of all of it in us. And I, through my work with yoga, and I've studied Ayurveda also, it's just, and I kept like always trying to put myself in a container of what I was. <laughs> and really what we try to do is balance. I mean, we try to like understand our elements and where, like, I'm definitely a very watery person and I have a lot of earth in me too. I don't have a lot of fire. So it's kind of good to know that stuff because then you can introduce practices that help to build your fire when you need it to balance, you know, cause you want to balance out just like the doshas there's, right. you know, it's all a balancing act, just like everything else in life. But I don't know. I know when I started learning about all of that, aside from our Western medical model, it was just really interesting and powerful, like to know that we, we could adapt some of these practices, use these different tools, um, step away from like being physician led and being self-led a little bit. Yeah. 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 I, I'm definitely, I'm definitely fire. Yeah. Yo, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if that, I don't know if that I haven't learned enough to know if that is more of a masculine type thing with the, it is. Yeah. With the power. And, you know, I'm, uh, I definitely have my, the, my constitution, he calls it is the Pitta style with, okay. with, with earth being second. So Okay. Not a lot of air in me. <laughs> well, that depends who you ask, I guess. Yeah. Um, so, and the thing, I, the thing I like about it actually a lot is, like I just said, I, I like pulling in, I like making up my own mind. I like making this world work for me. And so I don't want to be told what to do. I want to mm -hmm. be told what is out there and I want to take mm -hmm. the parts that work for me and then use it. And so yeah. that's, that's what, and the, the way this guy, Jai Dev, Dev, that's the guy who's teaching it. He's very much like, listen, none of this, none of this information is, you know, to take at face value for anybody. It's all completely up to you. So take yeah. what works well, to leave what doesn't, you know, yeah. make this work whatever way works best for you. So yeah, it's cool. I like it. Yeah, it is. That's that. Yeah, so fire and air are more masculine and earth and water are more feminine. So your and yin is feminine and yang is masculine, right? So and I think, you know, it's it's interesting because it's it doesn't mean male or female necessarily. And I think people want to put them in those containers too. Right. Like we all have both. Um, and so it's a matter of balancing them or using them you know, in ways that serve us and others, I guess the best, but yeah. I don't know. It's a, it's a deep study, everything from how you eat to how you live and work and associate. Mm -hmm. And in yoga, there's definitely certain practices you can do to help with the different doshas. Like there's Pita, Kapha and Vata, right? And, yeah. Yeah. you know, um, Kapha is more earthy. Pita is a little more high energy, right? And Veda is yeah. kind of in the middle is how I think of it. And so you can, again, do certain more grounding. You might do more grounding poses if you are uh, like tree pose, if you're really airy yeah, and things like that. So, I mean, I just love that. It's like magic to me. Yeah. You know? I agree. And it, 
it works yeah yeah so that's cool i'm, I'm interested your take is that an online course yes yeah, yeah. and I'm, there is I'm, a... it's hard i mean i as i as i take online courses i realize that the course that i want to teach and that i have taught in person in the past could also be done online it's kind of fun I'm like oh, i can't teach online and these guys are all doing it and i'm taking their courses like what the hell of course i could <laughs> yeah i know it's just a new way of going about business it's just yes. different you know but i know when we Absolutely. first met you're like i can't do what i need to be in person and sometimes we just have to adjust and you know the world's always changing so we can either change yeah. with it or um, we can suffer. <laughs> that's true. I'm an old dog and I need to learn new tricks. So that's yeah. well, that's good. I mean, you have that curiosity to do that. And and even when you were saying um, like you what you don't like people telling you what to do, you like to like have the knowledge and then decide. And that's that's awesome. And I think um, you know, not as many people feel empowered to do that, I don't think as one might think. So just the fact that you can move through the world in that way and share that you might help other people on that road because ultimately you can avoid a lot of anger and resentment that way <laughs> yeah. really right it's always nice to avoid anger and resentment <laughs> yeah yeah and hopefully um, find joy yeah so uh just want to touch on something you mentioned when you were talking about masculine and feminine and male and female and i yeah. think part of I know from my point of view, and as I talk to other people, <clears throat> we wrap those things together and male. So, and I'm learning a lot about gender now, having young people in my life and my mm -hmm. children and there the conversations we have all the time about gender and you don't say it this way, you say it this way, say that they, them, he, his, her, all those different things. I'm learning a lot. Yeah. Um, and masculine and feminine have nothing to do with it. And yeah. so when we say, and so I think that if somebody somebody who doesn't have the awareness and and has a part of their their being that wants to be compassionate and to be inclusive and to be loving in a way that we would classify as a woman would do it mm -hmm. and then we call that's their feminine energy they hate that if they're a male because they think now they're a sissy or mm -hmm. that they're or that 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 doesn't jive and it makes them feel embarrassed or uncomfortable and I understand that feeling as a kid yeah. and as a male growing up, mm -hmm. um, but we really, I think it's really important that we distinguish the fact that, like you said, ma um, masculine and feminine are both in everybody mm -hmm. and male and female is a social gender norm that we've created as a label just to, so we can identify things. It has nothing right. to do with the other two. Does that make sense to you? It does now, yeah. But I, <laughs> yeah. I definitely used to think of it differently, and I think a lot of people do. And yeah, and then we have the behavior that we're brought up. You know, we're given boundaries around what's acceptable and not. Like you mentioned, I think last time we talked about that story of you crying and people telling you not to cry, kind of thing. And yeah, you know, and it went in a in a as a woman and as a young girl, it was more, I was kind of a tomboy. And then I, then it was like, well, as I got into school, it was kind of like, oh, you're supposed to be, um, you know, more reserved and you're supposed to, you know, make sure your hair is brushed and <laughs> you're supposed <laughs> to, you know, like um, worry about what you eat and how you look and all mm -hmm. those things, you know, which I think men probably go through too, to a certain extent, but 
Um, and then it became a lot about pleasing people. Yeah. So then sometimes we suppress those energies that we have in ourselves or those elements that we're talking about. And um, that can be really challenging. And it's, it's interesting as I think about like where we are societally now and how women are great gaining a greater voice. Mm -hmm. And I even think to like the, the male, female now, not feminine, masculine, but because it isn't because if we all have that, I mean, why did, I mean, I guess we can get, I was going to say, why did men become superior to women, you know? And I mean, that could go back to biblical times, I guess, and a lot of different things. But, you know, was it just a stature thing? You know, is it like the animal kingdom at first, just that men were more dominantly, you know, physically larger and like tended to be louder or something, or they were the hunters and gatherer, you know, I don't know. I'm yeah. not like saying I pretending I know, but I've thought about it. And I thought like, how did this happen that women were not equal to men even? you know, in, in, in how we were treated societally and in many, in many um, areas in the country still, right? They're submissive. Right. They walk behind the man. Anyway, but we're rising up and now this fem, it's weird because it is women, but it is this feminine energy that is coming to the forefront and driving change in our country. Right. And I think <clears throat> what's really, and I love it. I'm happy that this is coming and it's here and it's, showing itself and it makes me nervous because I'm not sure how to engage with it. Right. And I really want to, you know, yeah. but I, I don't have a lot of, I don't have a lot of practice with my feminine energy part of me and putting that out into the world. I'm, I'm doing, I'm working at it and I'm doing a pretty good job, I think. And at the same time, it's uncomfortable. It's uh, I'm unclear. Um, I'm a little bit nervous and wary about it because I'm not sure if I'm doing it right. Even see, yeah, like, that's so interesting. The, yeah, what's the right thing? I, is it? Why do I even think that? I know it's just like in us dealing with race. It's the same feelings, yeah. Yeah. right? Yeah, because you want to be a part of moving the change. You know it's right. You think it's good, but you're also like, well, who are you to think that you, as a white woman, can decide what's right or not right? <laughs> you know, right. for the right. BIPOC community. And I, and I don't for a minute and, um, but I, I still want to be part of it, but I don't know how to be part of it. And I also, I, and then even, even as I'm saying this, I know there's like this commentary out there about, oh, the poor white people, they don't know how to be with this. So like, it's really, <laughs> it's really challenging times, but back to the feminine thing. I mean, I, I, I get that. I get like as much as, um, women like so I also I think when I say I was a tomboy I was just like there were five girls in my family and two of us sort of assumed the role of going fishing and things with my dad you know and I did enjoy it but I also realized that I always balanced being a mother which I always wanted to be and was um, with fitting into the workplace which I work in radiology which is very masculine lead medicine in general anyway and so trying to put on and mm -hmm. develop sort of this um, confidence, this exterior way of being that would, um, you know, prove that I was worthy of that, yeah, right? right? Instead of being able to say, oh, you know what? I can't come in today because one of my kids is sick. Like you would never say that in medicine. 
you know, but at the same, so anyway, at the same time, it's so freeing to be able to be a woman and be able to know that that's enough the fe- to be able to show the feminine energy and ideas and realize that they're actually better, so really great solutions today. Like a lot of that is what we need in the way our consciousness is moving in this country, in this world, right? Um, to really be talking about what we're all really feeling and that it belongs and it's an okay conversation to have, whether it's at work or on a podcast, you know, it's sure. just different. It's but just it's different, yeah. Yeah, but, and it, it's slowly evolved in that way. And it feels like, I mean, I think it's always, I just had that, you know, the the image of a pendulum and a clock, right? So the it's been on the masculine side of the clock for so long that it yeah. feels normal. That's just the way things are. Yeah. And now when it starts to go the other way, we're all hanging off the pendulum, getting a little sick to our stomachs because we're moving in a different direction. So it's uncomfortable, yeah. but it has to happen. I mean, there's got to be a balance and it's going to kind of, you know, eventually will it find the middle and settle? Well, that's not quite how pendulums work, but we're gonna, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna right. get there. You know, it's gonna. Some will, some that, won't. Yeah, some will, and so yeah. I just think that's part of the uncomfortableness is the, uh, even though it feels, it feels like it's happening at a pretty fast pace. Yeah. You know, even though it's been a it long has. time coming, a long time coming. Yeah. Now, here it comes. <laughs> the past five years, I would say, or eight, maybe. <laughs> Yeah, You know, I think a lot of it came to be around the time of, you know, our last election and mm-hmm. yeah. And now we you know one voice speaks out and then others get brave and speak out and then the change begins. And yeah, mm-hmm. it's almost like, uh, I think about a snow globe that we've like really shooken up and everything's still flying like right. crazy, right? There's no settling. And, um, and it's, it's exciting. I'm with you. I think it's all really good as we, as I raise children and you have children that are, you know, adults now, but still going through this time of change, they're the ones that are really going to move the change and help us adapt to the change. Um, yeah. We need to let them. I mean, that's, it's, yeah. and there's another part of the culture that's like, they're young people. We can't trust them. They don't know anything. And we, and I have been really trying to watch my kids and, and engage with them on a non kind of verbal observer way and watch their intuition kind of guide them without maybe they're aware of it or maybe they're not but i need to trust that they're here and they're going to do really good work even if they're not totally aware of it yet so it's like watching them come through and and supporting them and being a part of it yeah yeah it's in, it's it's a very it's it's a very thirty thousand foot kind of oh what do i get off okay just trust it they this group of people they're gonna do they, they've got stuff to do we're gonna step out of the way and walk with them stop trying to put yeah. up a wall <laughs> i love that that is a, that is a very wise wise move I am. And it's also, I was telling you also, I, I just started last night. It's an intuitive tools course offered by someone locally. Um, she's been doing it for years, but it's around parenting. Honestly, it's about how to have a soul to soul connection with your kids. That's nonverbal. Yeah. Right. And so this is definitely uh, work I've done, but I haven't thought to do 
with my children. Right. And, you know, especially when you have a 15 year old in the house that thinks you're kind of an idiot, <laughs> it's kind of nice to have another way yeah. to maybe bestow a little wisdom on them. And so it is, it's about basically like having this, these really um, powerful grounding exercises that you do. And then this allowing that you do of like the kind of energy you want to bring in, letting out what you don't, and then really connecting with yourself and befriending yourself like hello body, hello soul, which it sounds so simple, but when you sit down to do that and yeah. someone leads you through it, it's like, oh God, yeah, thank you. You know, it's just like so warm and fuzzy. It's, it's interesting, no matter how many times you do it, it's <laughs> such a nice coming home. Um, but then you sort of connect with your soul and then you you bring in the image of their souls too. And um, it's it's a pretty powerful thing to be led by a real energy healing person through. And it just reminds me again of another layer we have. Not that I didn't know, like our intuition is there. I'm just, it's one more way that we tap into it. Yeah. yeah. And that whole energy body that we have, um, yeah, it's pretty interesting. I, I find myself, the more I tap into that intuitive side, like you just said, like, oh, I'm warm and fuzzy. I feel like I'm going home. The yeah. more I do that, the more I don't want to come back. <laughs> yeah, right? I know. It's I'm so... like, okay, this is good. Everybody <laughs> just be quiet or I need to go up in the woods or I'll be back in a few days, maybe. You know, yeah. it's weird. But I that's a it's it's a good place to be and it makes sometimes from my perspective it makes it a little more challenging to come back into the three-dimensional space we're in and still be able to go get groceries and take out the trash and brush yeah. the dog and whatever yeah it is it, yeah. i i hear you and I, I i know some people that really they don't come back because right. they don't have reasons to but yeah. um it is. I mean, and sometimes though it, it, it does, um, it is about, again, everything's about balance. I feel like in today's conversation, but sometimes it does refresh me to come back and get away from the, the chaos and just know I have that tool in my pocket. I mean, I think the, the key for people like us that are out in the world, but have a window to that world is how to integrate it throughout the day. So you don't get too swept up in a way with everything else. And also like, right, you can actually, that can all be a meditation and movement, right? Whether it's absolutely. taking out the trash or, yeah. No, like you absolutely can be for sure. Yeah. And, and yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. There, there are, there are unlimited moments for it. So yeah. 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 So you're right. You definitely can do that. It's <laughs> It's not as easy when the trash bag rips on your way out of the house. It sure isn't. <laughs> good time to practice, though. It's a very good. I, I, that's what I say. I feel like I have so much opportunity. Even with mindfulness, I'm like, I know it so well. I've spent in my life for so long, and I still have to have faith that it's enough at those moments that you don't actually want to be present, right? Because it's yeah. not oh, really yeah. a beautiful moment. But you have to trust that in that moment, if you can be with it, um, what you'll gain from that will help you get to the next moment, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's all information. And we can, if we're not paying attention, we can really miss it. And then we just, you know, I think the struggle becomes greater. But 
Yeah, once you, yeah, that's a very good point, actually, because once you've crossed the bridge and you know what's on the other side, um, it's not only hard to go back in and get the other stuff you've forgotten to bring it back over, but sometimes you get stuck in the middle and you're not sure which direction to travel and you're, um, but it, you know, like you said, it's a tool, it's in the toolbox and it's, it's important to know it's there. So you have space to, you know, revisit who you really are, you know? Yeah. 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 I like, that's important too. We can get caught up in this uh, humanness and it's, um, yeah. And we're just trying to find our way to do whatever it is. I feel like, you know, I just keep going back to what is it I'm here to be doing, you know, and how am I to be of service and, um, you know, without it being too heavy. But. Sure. Yeah. But I, and, I, and I think you're, I mean, I, you know, how's everything going with your, with every, on the other side of, you know, the, our little banters we have, you're doing your thing over there. I, I will tell you that I, just signed up on Buzzsprout to start my own podcast with my MetaState thing. So I'm excited nice. about doing that. That's going to be great. Um, and you are definitely an inspiration to, to and uh, a kind of a conduit because I was at a place like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I'm supposed to figure this stuff out. I don't know anything. And then we started doing this work together and um, you were you were been very encouraging and, and opened up your life in this way to me. So I appreciate that a lot. And uh it's kind of fun that we're both it's like there's we're both on the outside of the house doing our things on the east and west and i don't know once a month or whenever we feel like it we kind of come sit in the living room and then we say okay see ya yeah, yeah. no yeah. Yeah, i fun. totally value this and and you know michael let in just total transparency michael and i considered doing a podcast together and we worked on that for a couple months and i think i talked about it a couple months is happening and then it got to a point as I, we were working on the rebranding, first it was I was having a hard time changing the title because I felt like I was abandoning my daughter who's still struggling with addiction and I started it with. And then the more I, time went on, I realized that it wasn't just about the title, it was about the work, even though I wanted it to, I thought it needed to shift. I realized it didn't really need to in that um, it's kind of, you know, it's the one thing in my life that really comes from a creative me place, you know, and to try to do it with someone else was um, not really the direction I wanted to go, like to keep it authentic and true to me, right? And and because of part of who I am, um, when someone comes in like Michael and we have a nice energy and I'm so glad we're still gonna work together at some levels, um, it's easy to want to be able to go with that, but, but I really just had this inner, I guess it was my intuition that kept calling me back and saying, that's not the right path for this work. And so that was hard. And I had to navigate, we had to navigate that together. Yeah. Um, and I, I, you know, we went forward and back a few times and we curved a few times, but yeah. you know, and it, it brings me to this idea that I think the way it's unfolding now with you, I feel like it was the right, let's use the word boundary, because we're going to sure. talk about that, to set, yeah. um, because, you know, it was almost bigger than I was. It was almost like, no, this is not how this is supposed to be going. And I, I wrestled with it a bunch until I finally just made the decision. And um, and I think I made it when it, it seemed to Michael pretty quickly, um, but I had been like, 
struggling with it for a little while. And yeah. so I just I wanted do, to yeah. go ahead. I do remember when we very first started this that I we had the conversation where like, listen, we need to both be open that this is going to go wherever it's going to go. And if either one of us isn't, isn't doesn't really fit or it's moving in a different direction, we need to just be able to say, you know what, it's just not, it doesn't feel right anymore. We need to tweak it or turn it or whatever. Right. And, and part of setting boundaries for me, even though I'm not really good at it, the times where I've been successful is I've had conversations prior to, to set up expectations that were not a surprise or made it easier to talk about different things so that um, it wasn't um, unexpected in a way. So the boundaries that were set kind of were ahead of time. Like we both are okay with this. Mm -hmm. let, let, let me know, or I'll let you know when it just is not working very well. And there was, mm -hmm. and, it, and it worked great. Yeah. Um, so I think that was a very healthy way to start whatever we were doing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I agree. And yeah, we may, we did walk that line quite a few times. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I think, so the other part of that, that makes me think about back to my, like the intuitive piece is about, it's not about our intellect, right? It's about seeing and knowing, mm -hmm. right? And to me, this was about seeing and knowing. It wasn't about maybe what made sense right. necessarily. And I, and the way that we're both have our momentum going in our own directions, but still have this potential to come together shows me that, um, yeah. I mean, it's also just what came into me. What I was seeing come to me was like, these are conversations that I need to be having. They were still pretty heavily around addiction and edgy stuff which, you know, apparently whether I ever <laughs> yeah. thought that was a place where I would land, that's yeah. where I've landed. But I heard, um, I think, I, I don't know if you ended up listening to it, but I sent you um, this thing on boundaries that Glennon Doyle did. Did you listen to that? I haven't, I haven't finished it yet, no. So one of the things she talks about is like, it's not like setting the boundaries isn't really the hard part, right? It's keeping the boundaries. And this is like, I can, like reflect this in many directions in my life. And they kind of use this Seinfeld episode that just I keep pulling at. And it's like, it's not about making the dinner reservation. It's about keeping the reservation, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. So whenever I feel myself, okay, I've made this decision and then I'm getting pulled by whomever in my life on it, or, you know, things come up and you question it, I keep like going back to the reservation. Like it's just... You know, it's just a kind of a simple tagline, but I mean, yeah. that's truly the challenge, you know, and she talks about she left her marriage to be in a gay marriage and her parents, as much as they wanted to support her, she like just, you know, she had made this decision, but they kept like wanting to come in and be present, but they were struggling. And so it's just like, you know, it's a good analogy about like, you also don't have to allow people that are uncomfortable to come in and be around you during that discomfort or... I don't know if I didn't say that right. There's discomfort. Let's just say in general, whenever you set a boundary, there's discomfort. Yeah. And, and we so don't the, like that. Right. So the question is, how do you set a boundary when you're on the move? You know, so something is coming up and something's happening and you have to be like, no, like there's no warning. There's no pre-conversation. There's nothing. It's just a part of you that says very cleanly, 
this isn't going to work or this is not acceptable or I'm not willing to do that, that can be difficult. And, and getting back to the feminine and masculine energy, I don't have a hard time doing that. No, you don't. You're, like, you're really clear about it. I am clear, but sometimes I'm pretty harsh and it might come across harsh because it's very, very exacting. And it's like, that's not going to work. And I, and why I don't need to explain why that's just not going to work for me, you know? And so setting a boundary sometimes is easy for me, but then dealing with what that boundary has then brought out into the open or stirred up is difficult for me because my masculine energy is like, just stop whining. It's just the way it is. Leave me alone. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> so that's okay, kind of so yeah. I want to pick that apart and yeah. feel that a little bit. All right. So um, clarity comes first and the boundary gets set and you're, it, you, it sounds like that comes pretty easily. I mean, yeah. sometimes I have to like write about it and freaking figure it out first, yeah. but then I set it. <laughs> yeah. But then it sounds to me like you're like, you see the the challenge like or the discomfort that other people are having or maybe you are even feeling yes, yes but you both. push but you push it away is yes. that what i'm hearing you say yes the masculine side of you is like yeah no you're not supposed to go there right whereas the feminine side of me feels all that i don't push it away i don't well i've overfelt it i guess and so i've mm -hmm. overfelt it in the past to the point where I, you know it's just easier i'll never mind i'll just do it that's okay. It'll be just as easy for me just to do it, you know? And so that yeah. is where I would used to go, but I've worked really hard on this. I've had a lot of opportunity in my life. So I, but so I, instead, when I see that come in, I see it. I don't push it away though. I just have to, I have to stand strong to keep the reservation. Yeah. That I've made. That's, that's what I'm lacking. So I, that's what I want to do. I, there's a part of me that definitely, like you said, feels the effect of my very abrupt or aggressive setting of a boundary. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, and then I see that I could have done it differently. I know that I could have been more compassionate about it, or I could have engaged differently. And I'm not sure. And you know what? I think I know how to do it. I just don't know how to deal with the feelings that come along with doing it. Now, so the word that's coming to me is vulnerability. Oh, yeah. And I'm just saying, is that like, is that the push away is like, well, I don't want to be vulnerable and feel whatever might come with me being vulnerable around that person's response to it. Right. Absolutely. Vulnerability okay. for sure. So if I, so the way I look at vulnerability, first of all, and I don't really look at it the same way anymore, but it's still ingrained. It's still a part of my wiring is right, that right. vulnerability is weakness. I don't believe that to be true, but it's still in a yeah. moment's notice. That's what it feels like. Yeah. And weakness wakes up this whole tiger in me that weakness means you're not good enough. Mm. So if vulnerability makes me feel weak, which then makes me feel like I'm not good enough. I've spent too much of my life feeling that. I do not want to engage with that. So backing it up again, when I set a boundary that makes me feel uncomfortable, all those complex things are going on in my head and I just say, no. And then that's it. I don't want to talk about it because it feels too weird or not even weird. It feels 
sad or painful or shameful or embarrassing or whatever it is. And I don't want to go there because that yeah. brings back all the other things I've been trying to work on getting through. And so you've this, just uh, spoken yeah. for like a million men in the world. <laughs> Seriously. It's yeah. It's yeah. very difficult. Yeah. That is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, you're able to express it, which I think is huge. And, you know, I'll say in the same token, like when we talk about those behaviors, and with a movement of feminine energy and it's <laughs> you're saying you know it's it's hard to know how to be with it i also think as a woman there's times that i don't really want the men to come with it i, mean, I want them to stay up on that white horse a little bit mm. you know what i mean because that know, yeah I know there's security mean. around mm. that so you know that's the also the balancing act is if we shift if we shift in those ways, we know we're all acting, we're all asked to show up differently. And now suddenly that person in my life that could like, you know, work really hard and, you know, I don't know, show up in all those ways. is now like, you know what? I need a little me time. I need to go and I need to, yeah. you know, journal or I need to go take pictures. And, you know, this is yeah. on a personal level. I'm like, I really want them to have the time, but I'm like, oh, but I still really want you to be able to like to do all those other things too. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, there's like this opening up of like, oh, that's great. You're figuring it all out, but it's also this like, oh, really? Okay, does that mean I have to show up in a different way now too? So yeah, I mean, this we're in the midst of this. It's really nice to to explore it. Yeah, I, we, I have no answers. I just have pure recognition um, and trying to just be grounded and be flexible at the same time it's like it's like what is that pat in your head and rubbing your stomach <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, i can't do that <laughs> yeah right i think we have to learn how to do that a little better I, I i agree with you and when you you know when you're saying when you said i i sometimes a part of you wants them to stay up on the white horse i don't like that because i'm i for me to be authentic I have to be able to get off my white horse. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, and I need to be, then be able to watch the other person in my life get on the white horse and sometimes ride that horse yeah. and let me smell the flowers. Yeah. So I think what's challenging here is women talk about this stuff a lot, but men don't a lot, not all men, where I'm being general here. And it's hard. That's the thing that's hard is the when the communication doesn't happen, it's hard to really know the expectations. It's hard to know the needs. It's right. hard to know the struggles. And so, yeah, you know, that's why you and I are here talking. I guess. And you know, yeah. And what do I want to do right now? I'm, I'm, I'm feeling all this. I can picture parts of my life. I mean, my emotions are kind of riled up a little bit not riled in a bad way but they're all stirred yes up. so yeah, what do you think, a little so right now what do you think it is i want to do right now go out in the woods yes <laughs> <laughs> i want to go sit with my tree and i don't want to talk or do anything with anybody <laughs> yeah no i hear you yeah and i'm like oh wow this is i'm really curious about this you know let's waddle in this pool a little uh, bit longer uh, i'm like but okay <laughs> out of here yeah, that's all i can do so for fun. one setting but i mean i mean i think we're just being really honest about where we're at as a society right now 
and right. we're in the we're in our 50s so we're like moving with all this change whereas i think everyone is moving with it but i mean we've had this paradigm of ways of being and now it's like yeah. you know it's good you know i'm open i'm curious but living it in the raw it's just challenging yeah and some days are just really hard and that's why we need all these practices of how to you know steady our boats and um find space when we need it best we can anyway i also thought of you i, I actually put a post up this week um it was a kid crying and it i i got it it made me think of you saying how you know and any of us like as a young boy told not to cry but even in general we all feel like when we feel these emotions or whatever you know we try to push them away or shut them down or feel bad that we're having them and it basically around crying it just said you know like we come in, we come into the world crying it's how we know we're alive right right so again just it's another perspective to think about stuff and i just the more i move through this world and the more i learn it's just like everything we feel belongs and we need to stop beating ourselves up and we need to stop feeling like we're unworthy or we're not fitting in the right container or we're out of balance because we all are we're all of it like welcome to the show right right yeah yes <laughs> that's the human experience but i just think um sharing will help us all know we're not alone and um maybe open up more conversations till we start to feel more comfortable and understand how to be with it all mm. or not or not <laughs> right any of it because you know what's in the background of all of this right yeah the inevitable downward slope to death <laughs> but you know also in the with death as our background thing that we all avoid you're like what's the risk right what's none the of risk us are get, of none of us are getting out of it it's all <laughs> no, not so we might as well make this the best funnest journey most interesting curious journey that we can have and and that's why we're here having this conversation. I think Michael really wants to get out of it though and head into no, the No, no, so. see, that's the thing. No, I really, I really don't want to get out of it. It's, yeah. just, it's just the feeling that I have that's been so ingrained in me. Stay away from this topic because it doesn't, it feels literally because it feels. Yeah. You know, yeah. and so what do I do when I'm feeling stuff? Well, I need to, I need to sit in it. Yeah. You know, I need to listen to other people that are willing to be able to share it and so I can understand it more and, and accept whatever I'm, you know, feeling, uh, regardless of the mess it makes for me, you know? Yeah. So and I'm going to be doing that the rest of my damn life. I get Yeah. Time. Well, and that's warrior work, right? Cause a lot of people choose to numb it. Right. Like, there are other options. We're just saying yeah. like, we're, we're acknowledging it's hard work, Yeah. but it's like, it's worthy of of the journey you know and it i think i think the other thing is like we're still here today talking about it. it's not like we just started experiencing the stuff we've both been on this path for a while now yeah. and to the point that if we didn't see the gifts in doing the work we wouldn't be here talking about it right right the yeah. bottom line is sit with the discomfort because that's where the brightest most beautiful light comes through once you get through it yeah it is right? it, absolutely right yeah. On the other we, side of it, it's so much angst until you get there. Then you realize, what was I so worried about? Right. I say that right. to myself all the time. Like, oh my goodness, I wish I would have done this sooner. Right. Right. You know, I used to numb everything, all my feelings with anger. That was my, it wasn't drugs. It wasn't a substance. It was anger. 
Yeah. It kept people away from me and it kept, I thought it kept me away from me. It didn't keep me away from myself Mm. at all. It just Mm. looked like it looked like that, but anger was how I dealt how, you know, and it's nice not to be such an angry old coot anymore. (laughs) Well, I never saw you that way, but you know, you felt it all inside and that's really what's most important to you. And that's, yeah. You know, not the light you wanted to be putting out in the world. I think you've been shining a light, but it's nice to do it when you're feeling yummy inside too. That's true. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. True. Certainly. Easy. And that's, you know, that's like what this is. Like, I'm just grateful to be here having this conversation with you. Um, you know, this is to me, we both were talking earlier about our jobs, which we've both been doing for a while. And, you know, you kind of take, you take for granted, like we were expressing that we take for granted a little bit, the ease at which we can do that. You know, is it like fulfilling us at the level that some people might think their career fulfills them? Probably not at this yeah. point in time, but we have an ease of being with it because it's so familiar to us. And so yeah. perhaps this conversation, like I'm like, oh, I, great. I'm going to sit down with Michael and have like a really meaningful conversation, which it's hard for me not to have a conversation like that. That's just, I guess, the space I reside in these days. I'm not going to be one to go chit chat about things that are unimportant to me. That's just how I'm evolving. Um, so sorry if you don't want to be dense and deep then you might not want to hang out with me (laughs) or be real and raw Um, I mean I can laugh at it all too because it's all ridiculous but I'm going to talk about you know I'm going to talk about the stuff that people are uh, ashamed to talk about because you know that's why I'm here and I that's how I've healed is to talk about the things that I could have hidden under a rock about yeah. Except uh, the universe didn't let me because I had four kids in tow. So there's no way of not explaining myself a little bit. So I was sort of forced to do that, um, which is good and a blessing. But my point, I'm getting uh, um, derailed here. But I'm, what I'm saying is that we found that ease after years of work and being in the world and adulting. And maybe the more we talk about these things and feel the discomfort, then they'll just be eased and we'll know how to talk about it. We'll all know how to be with each other about it, whether it's race, gender, you know, boundaries, mm-hmm. whatever it is. But that's the only way we're gonna all like come together, not by like sitting in our little cocoons and suffering and judging and blaming and trying to attach our emotions to other people's misactions, right? It's just to say we're real, we're human and it's a hell of a ride. That is an excellent summary. <laughs> I, that is excellent. I all of it. Yes. Uh, that was Michael, awesome. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to touch on here before we wrap oh up today? Oh my goodness! No, I think that was good. That was a lot. Okay. Yes. Thank you thank, for the opportunity. Yeah. Thank you. This is awesome. I really. This is a great conversation. Brought my energy right up today. Sure did. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> all right. well uh enjoy the rest of your day you as well see you next time see you next time bye everyone man boundaries are tricky right and it's something i'll always be working on it's funny sometimes uh they happen things happen and you don't even realize uh, that a boundary has been crossed and that's kind of the story I seem to continue to be on to pause and listen to my body and understand um, and value what I need so I encourage you all to do that hard work because it is hard but it's um, really hard to continue to feel sort of violated in that way or taken advantage of or 
just steered in a direction that you're not um, really intending to go. So anyway, I love talking to Michael. I love um, pondering these things and getting different perspectives. I hope you guys enjoyed it too. Uh, a couple of things to look forward to. We have the Healers Month coming up in August. So I have some wonderful healers on and uh, talking about their journeys to how they found the work that they do in the world. And um, we tie it over always to finding purpose and meaning and recovering from whatever it is uh, we've been knocked up against in our life. So I hope you enjoy that uh, starting next week. I also want to let you guys know um, that I've started a new journey. I am the wellness director at a place called Sana, S-A-N-A, in Stowe, Vermont. It's a new recovery center, and I am doing all the wraparound services, like um, you know, directing the wellness piece. I myself offer energetic healing, coaching, meditation, mindfulness, yoga, and there's acupuncture there and there's massage. And, you know, as um, new clients come in, we look for what their needs are and we grow what we need to do, looking at nutrition, exercise, sleep, self-care and what that means. So it's been a wonderful journey for me. I um, It was serendipitous how I connected with the person that is creating this beautiful vision and um, built this new facility and it really just opened at the beginning of July and I'm excited to be a part of the unfolding because there's um, of course the detox and recovery piece Uh, there's also a reset program they'll be building for people that have been in long-term recovery and just sort of want to come back and reset their dial and I'm looking um, with great excitement at building that with them there's a full medical team there that I integrate with and yeah, you know, I, I think I've looked at this model in healthcare. It's an integrative health model where someone basically comes in with whatever their health need is. And you have the Western medicine options, but you also have all the Eastern or complementary options too. So it's like a menu and people choose, what do I need? And you find your tools of resiliency. So not only are you becoming um, clean, or recovering from whatever um, your substance is or struggles in life, but you're also finding and exploring your tools of resiliency. And to me, this makes it a more sustainable model, right? You just can't get clean, clear, and bright inside, right? But you also need to know how you're going to sustain that. That's the tricky part. And um, Sana is looking at a model to follow people for a year using artificial intelligence to um, begin to understand what works well and what doesn't, how they can like move the dial on recovery. So I'm so feel so blessed to be a, a part of this. Um, if you know someone that's in need, it's um, you know look at on the web and you'll find Sana at Stowe. Um, Again, very blessed to be a part of it. It's in a beautiful setting. Uh, the architecture and the thoughtfulness and the materials they even use to to re- renovate this space. Um, beautiful artwork. Yeah, it just hits all the senses. Incredible nutrition, gardens, farm-to-table stuff. So I feel such a gift in being able to be a part of this. 
Um, and I just want to let you all know about it because I think it's something that this community might benefit from knowing about and, you know, share it with somebody that might be looking. Yeah, it's um, up in, in Stowe, Vermont. So, all right, I wanted to let you know about that. And um, I'll probably keep um, you informed. Plus, I am going to have the chief medical officer there on, uh, Sanchet, on as a guest here once we can get that organized. Um, so, all right. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you're all able to find something to celebrate today. Don't forget the power of the plants and the power of yourself to heal. I have to tell you guys, in working um, with people, it's just leading you back to yourself, to your ability to self-heal. And we are incredible beings. We have incredible light. Uh, we just need to sometimes brighten it up. Remember it's there and then shine it out in the world. All right. Have the best day ever. Love you guys. See you next time.